This time on TNT. Number one, we catch up on summer. And number two, we talk about jumping in the lake. We play the classic TNT game, Spot on the Spot. Plus, which musical artist can I not stand? That's all coming up right now on TNT. Summertime, bots. Summertime, bots. What is this garbage? <laughs> what is this? Uh, it's uh, Gob. Remember Gob? I think Gob, what, weren't they on Jonavision? Sure they were. Yeah. Is that a Gob song? <laughs> yeah. Oh, now I feel terrible. The Gob dudes were so nice. Now I feel terrible. What is that song called? It's great. <laughs> Soda. But you hate punk rock. It's not really Literally. my thing. I like no, I don't no, I don't expend like... any energy hating no. it. That was pretty funny though. <laughs> what is this Terrence Trent Garby? In um Anyway, anyway, I, I was just playing it because it it's just a classic you know, Canadian summer jam where you're, you know, you're ripping into the lake. Like, you know, when you're hearing that, that vibe, it's like the, you know, swinging in, swinging a, on a rope out into the lake and doing, I got my cousin on this disgusting video of a guy swinging out on the rope, but taking a dump as he was going. No, out. come on. <laughs> you I mean... Know, my ne- not my cousin, my nephew. So, you, so wait a second. He shared the video, or he was the one doing it. I'm not, I, I'll have to use discretion. I'm, whether I'm not sure if it was him or he was filming. Come on. Filming it, but it was so, like a dude, one of those long ropes. Yeah, and it's on it's like, like a, a crane. The crane swings around. That goes way out, and then you jump. But it was like a big streaming. Deuce coming out. <laughs> Come on, like because so he was scared or because like no, he was doing it no, as a bit. Because they were banged up and like just trying to make each other laugh. Oh my stuff. gosh! <laughs> so he but that 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 jump in a lake song is that kind of summer being. Yeah. Here. So he used the restroom in the air. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like on the swing, like Tarzan style. Oh my gosh. I'm going to need to see that. That's very strange. And also... You might puke. It's really gross. Like, is it a wide shot? <laughs> no, it's just like, you know, phone cam of, a, of swinging out <laughs> and like with no pants on loafing. No, uh, no pants on. Yeah, no. I think it's like buck naked taking a load. Oh man, (laughs) what's wrong with that kid? (laughs) Like you, you would have to back time. Like, what did you eat? And like, when was the last time you used the bathroom? Like, to be able to do that on command with one take, 
in unusual circumstances when <laughs> and it's it's not diarrhea right so it's like it's just like classic boop boop like if it looked like it was a disney doing it like goofy or something like it looked like a character animation style like it would be so much so much easier to believe it. it was like man he he was actually terrified and had this accident but just the <laughs> the biology involved, like how how in that split second can you make that happen? Like a healthy healthy uh, diet with but with lots of alcohol. Yeah, I guess so. so. Like a lot of granola and roughage. And... Well, was it Jeez. Jet or James that could pee over a house? Jet. Can he still? Was... No, he can't anymore. Wow. (laughs) What happened? I don't know. I don't know what happens, right? Like, I don't know how it works. Like, maybe the the canals, like, gets loosened up so it just doesn't have that, like, you know, like when you put your thumb on the end of the hose, that's not an option anymore. Wait, was that part of it? (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I think it was just like pure horsepower. <laughs> Anyone who's like, man, it's been a few weeks since these guys I'm... did a pod, and then <laughs> the first five minutes is like number one and number two. And number two. And yeah, but, but yeah, why well, you, you did it? You brought it back into that. Well, I have so. been watching those videos of, of those dudes on the long ropes with the big heavy duty like Komatsu crane. It's it's crazy, like people that let go too early, people that hang on too long. Oh man, yeah. No, you don't want to be hanging on and coming back into the cliffside or whatever. Definitely. <laughs> but um, uh, there's there's a lot of great spots to be doing that this time of year. Man, I summertime. I was never a big fan of the high ropes in, but I liked the swing in, like not too bad. Yeah, like you're four feet off the water surface. Not yeah, this one where 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 the ne- my nephew was involved was like probably I don't know forty feet down, like a big rope swing. <laughs> so then so it was very dramatic. So then he's chasing the feces down to the water. Which landed first? The oh, the feces for yeah. sure, <laughs> because he was like hot. First thirty percent of the swing was that when that happened. <laughs> so there was like still full swing going on after. Oh my gosh! So you're well away from the waste when mm-hmm. the entry of the water. <laughs> it was perfectly timed, to be honest. If you're going to be doing that kind of like w- dirty shenanigans, so who was there? Like, was it Debaz? Or was it like, yeah, it was yeah it's a, we're having a party. A bunch of people are having a well, drink the, down by the water. and Just not, yeah, boys and girls that like just are uh, skaters and and <laughs> general uh, thrill seekers. There were some gals there? Yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if that... Uh, Cottage I wonder if that works. Like, hey, I, I love what you did earlier, man. I thought that was really oh. funny. Oh, thanks. What's your name? Oh, I don't think he cared. I don't think he was I don't think he was given any thought to what people thought other than trying to make people laugh or specific people go like, you know, oh my god. 
But well, that's how it is when you're uh, John Wanda jumping a lake. And hanging out, going around the skateboards in summer. I can relate to uh, trying to do things for a laugh, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Taggart, I'm going to confess something. The last few weeks, I have been, it feels very counterintuitive, but I've really been shirking my uh, work duties. Like if it comes down to it's nice outside and I have the chance to do something summery outside with the girls versus I should really probably do that thing. I've been choosing, it feels kind of selfish, but I've been choosing summer. Well, it's the work rope or the fun rope, and you're just pulling the fun rope every time you see this that weather. Exactly. And it's been maybe the hottest, sunniest summer on record. And obviously, yeah. the, uh, the world has kind of opened up a little bit, so there are more opportunities this summer, and I think everyone's starving for a change of scenery. Um, mm-hmm. So it's probably the first time in my 30-something year career that I've been like, you know what? I'm going to take the foot off the gas. I'm going to choose to do this thing instead of that thing. Um, and it's great. You've been in PEI a lot, right? Yeah. Well, that, oddly enough, that was a, a work thing. I took this uh, little role on Digstown because it was shooting on Prince Edward Island. And it's a big deal nice. that um, that they're shooting over there. Uh, lots of local crew members and they're building an industry. And that's really exciting. Well, nice time to be there. Yeah, it's got to be bananas even to, to get a hotel downtown, right? Even like it's almost like worth taking the role just to hang out in BEI. Definitely. <laughs> and they um, they had a bit of a challenge. Did you hear about the ferry thing? Uh, specifically, no. I don't... There was uh, the, the PEI ferry. There are two of them. And the MV Holiday Island had a fire with a couple hundred people on. And it was serious enough that they had to evacuate it. Everyone's safe, thank goodness, and uh, turbo buds, lots of local fisher people came out um, with their boats to help get people to shore, which is awesome. Uh, kind of the code of the sea, you know, all hands yeah. on deck and everyone sure. respond. But people and their pets left everything behind on the boat because it was quite a fire. And so your car, your camper, your groceries, your luggage, your everything left behind. And then suddenly you find yourself on PEI in the summer where everything's booked without a vehicle and without a place to stay and all that stuff. Like what a donkey clinic. Yeah, that's not fun. Not fun at all. Fortunately, as I mentioned, everyone was uh, just fine. And it sounds like the ferry's back um, back in commission now. But man, that's bananas. And the weather's been dynamite the whole time. It's been phenomenal. So the only other kind of work thing, like I've been chipping away at little stuff here and there. The only other kind of work thing I did was um, I did an episode of Canada Land with Jesse Brown. Oh, wow. Okay. Kind nice. Of a follow up so to our first episode a few well, years ago. <laughs> and he's always got a couple of, you know, ha- happy, how's it going? But then the odd barb underneath. Oh, no question. It's, it's, he's a barba papa. You're talking to him. It's like the guy that's like all of a sudden pulls out a gun on you. Yeah. When you were having such a great time. Yeah, yeah. What about this time? Like, where, why are you so angry? What's going on? Which is kind of the, it was kind of the, um, uh, crux of the piece. 
basically, uh, we're Larry and Balky. And um, my, my default kind of line of questioning to him is, how can you sustain an emotion like anger over several decades? And his thing is, why don't you care more? So that's uh, an odd couple dynamic, um, as old as time. Uh, but it's been fun to be really selective about the things that I choose to do. So did he? It's like having a conversation. Oh, that was awesome. So what about this time on Thursday of 1986? Well, <laughs> or like, I watched this thing and I thought it was this, 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 and that. When you're like two seconds before, like laughing a good laugh. Good natured chuckling. Well, I guess, I guess the thing he has the same passion for his work that we have for ours. It's just his work is sticking it to the man and holding people accountable. So he yeah. gets all day when he, <laughs> you know, takes down the keel burgers. Uh, we get all day with a good crowd at Amigos in Saskatoon. <laughs> you know, but I'm saying like, it, so he, uh, uh, I know, but like you're going after people, but all of a sudden he's talking to you, but that has to come out at some point. These like questions where you're like, what's, what the hell was that for? Honestly, really? Well, my conclusion what? is he's Queen Street and I'm Main Street and there's yeah. room for both. Because one of his yeah. questions uh, last time I was on was like, Canadianity, what even is that? <laughs> and so... Uh, I described it as like, you know, it's kind of uh, reminiscing about a time that was nostalgic in our lives and it means something different to everyone, but it, there's kind of a spirit about it and a kindness about it. And of course, his question is, so are you saying uh, you're nostalgic for a time when there were less people from other places, like trying to find the seedy underbelly of this oh, beautiful sentiment? Like, actually, no, there's... There's nothing to see here. There's no uh, uh, Proud Boys movement <laughs> masquerading yeah, as like, a Canadianity. We're, we're, we're talking more about when there was only 11 people doing the television. Yeah. And the TV was sometimes hilariously bad. And it just doesn't happen like that anymore. So those are the things that we're talking about. Like, it's sometimes cheesy. Sometimes it's ridiculous. But generally, it's... it's uh, media in in our country but also like you know we're not kissing anybody's ass politically ever there was no time i find in canadian history where things were going smoothly and this is the right person and this is perfect like no man never and we and that's how that's also part of my canadianity is the fact that we're kind of a work in progress and it seems to me that more things aren't being done that are being done and i hope those things change but like at this point uh stuff is so bent and and uh really politicized and completely myopic and it's so torn that it's really not even worth talking about it's it's so bent that it's like uh once you start getting into it all you all you start doing is offending people you know well that's and, the thing and that's and the sad part the argument I was I was trying to make is it's it's not even an argument because an argument would suggest I had a vested interest in the outcome or was equally worked up or like we had to agree to disagree. 
as a default, I'm like, why are you so mad, bro? Because the most powerful emotion is genuine indifference. Like, I, I, I don't care about the outcome of this conversation. I don't need it. It doesn't mean anything. But um, I think his thing is, is your definition of Canadianity, which really is just born out of my specific experience, right? Yeah. I grew up in uh, Prince Edward Island outside of Charlottetown. Um, so my, uh, the Snowbirds and uh, Tim Hortons and Wayne Gretzky uh, existence is not, I'm not saying that's the definitive Canadian one. I'm just saying that was mine. And that's obviously yeah. very different than someone who uh, grew up in a bigger city, for example. But does that negate my experience or am I being um, disrespectful or exclusive by just sharing the nostalgia I have for that certain time in my life? My argument is no. His argument is, well, maybe. Um, so it's probably something we'll never uh, just agree on. But that mm. that's kind of his job is to scratch below the surface and say what's really going on here sure yeah which for me would be tiresome the the thing the point that i made was i remember when tom green was coming up and every stunt had to be stuntier or crazier or uh more audacious and i i wonder about the kind of pressure that puts on you every time you go out somewhere like if it's less shocking you've kind of shocked yourself into a corner. And I wondered with anger, is it the same thing? Like this time he's even angrier or um, ramping up the anger. Does he feel that pressure every time he does something? Because what's the long play there? Well, it seems to, yes. It, or if it's like you're doing an interview with somebody and if your style of interview is actually disagreeing with somebody's opinion or something that's really close to them or whatever. Yeah. You know, if you have to find that in everybody you talk to, you're probably not going to make the most friends in that business. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, I get it when you're talking to, to somebody who's, um, there's information that needs to be uncovered, but when you're just kind of like, uh, messing with somebody who's trying to do the right thing generally, it's like, Really? Is that necessary? You know? Because um, I'm sure you could do the same thing in every interview you do if you wanted to. And then generally, that's like, well, you know what? You're an asshole. <laughs> you didn't have to point that out and get personal with me. You know what I mean? Like, th that to have to do that in a casual conversation, um, I don't understand. Well, this is the thing that was kind of interesting. Ultimately, I'm a pretty happy person. Ultimately, I would suggest, and I think he would too, that he's maybe not. He self-admittedly uh, or confessed or shared comes from a privileged upbringing, no real hardship in the rearview mirror that he has to be angry about. I have things that happened early on in my life that were hard and a challenge and things that some people have a chip on their shoulder the rest of their lives for but I'm a really happy person. There's kind of an irony there. Like what does he have to be mad about? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and yet I'm happy. So it, it's not, uh, I'm not uh, Pollyanna enough to suggest that you can just choose to be happy. But I do think sometimes if, if you're not happy, you have to find a way to prime the pump. 
yourself and, and create uh, joy when it's at a premium um, if you're able. Yeah, again, I guess it's it's uh, whoever was driving upstairs, like you said, you know, what, whatever your where your compass leads and what you've been through. Uh, do you mean upstairs in your head or do you mean the Lord? Yeah, your own personal thoughts in your head. Not a, no, not the Lord. <laughs> That's what I thought you meant, like the good yeah, man no, no. upstairs. Yeah. Like, wow, what's happened in the last few weeks? You're a man of the cloth now. <laughs> yeah, imagine. So what have you guys been doing? Uh, well, we went up to Muskoka. I think, uh, I'm not sure if that was before or after the last pod, but we... Uh, had a good time up in Muskoka uh, on Lake Joseph. Yes. Jumping in the lake. Yeah, I think we talked about that. It yeah, sounded like you had an then, awesome uh, time. And then I went and I played in the Georgian Bay Club uh, member guest with my buddy Mike. And uh, that was a great time. Beautiful golf course. So he's the member, you're the guest? Golf. Yes. And uh, so we stayed at his place and hung out and uh, went, you know, he took us out on the water. I saw some, uh, he did some wake surfing. You ever see that? That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. I didn't do, I didn't try. It's not my bag, but uh, the kids there were having a good time. And uh, yeah, no, the, the, it was a great weekend. It was a, the, 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 well, it was just before the weekend, but the weather was perfect. And the, the bay water was like 75 degrees. So it was just like you're swimming in the ocean, it feels like. Because it's just such a massive amount of space where you're looking out there on Georgian Bay. It's just a pretty amazing place in Canada. So is that like um, Group of Seven rocks and bent pines? And is that the terrain? Uh, well, yeah, a lot of, well, a lot of open-faced rocks. Yeah, the escarpments right there, the... So there's a lot of the blue mountains are there. So there's the mountains off off the water and then there's just the the openness of the water. And the fact that if you hop on a boat you can burrow for hours and hours, right? Crazy. Just, just see all kinds of different things. So it's a great uh great spot. Is... I remember going up there as a kid playing baseball and uh going to like Craigleith and swimming and just Back then, there there was there was way more space to swim publicly because there was not as developed. So there was all those rocky shorelines that you could just kind of go along forever. So the bottom is rocky too. It's not sand, is it? No, it's all like shelved, shelf, shelf granite or whatever, like going into the water. So it's clear, but you're on flat stone. Like, can you see the bottom? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And it's and warm. Get yourself up there for some good swimming. Can you, and it's well, it's usually freezing, except for a few weeks in the summer when it's like, like this. So yeah, it's like the Mackinac peaches. You got to get them while they're gone. Good. Hmm. They're going to be gone soon. You have yeah, maybe a. I'm going to say probably two months, maybe. Well, into September it can be hot too, but yeah, it's not a long time when the weather water is like. You jump in, it's like, ah, oh, but then it goes away and then you can actually stand in it. It's actually almost warm because the, it's, you know, hot above the water. It's, um, it's a bird turtler. 
Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But after a while, no. It's not like that. You probably have some shrinkage, but not maximum shrinkage, like if you went in a month earlier or three weeks even. You know, I don't know if you remember, but before we decided that the score would be a diss track against Bruce Coburn, um, it was conceived as like this sweet acoustic song about friendship from Gord to Bernie, and it was called George and Bay, Song for Bernie. And it was this sweet little like... At night I see you lurking in the shadows. Like really happy kind of finger picky um, uh, ballad for Bernie. It was really sweet. And the, and the sentiment bad. of it was like, even when I don't see you there, you're always there. So he wasn't like lurking in the shadows. He was just kind of always around. And at times that Gord really needed him, Bernie was there. And he could always count like, on that. Yeah. It was like a sweet thing. You mean like just in the wings, like a, just off, yeah. the, off the stage right there. Yeah, exactly. And like even at times when he didn't see him or, or uh, <laughs> Bernie would just kind of show up. He's asleep in his hotel room and he's like telling him he has to stay there. So he's actually in <laughs> like by the, by the bathroom door standing there while he's sleeping. Yeah. Or uh, there's no toilet paper and a hand just reaches out with a yeah, fresh roll because right Bernie's there. got him. I don't want anyone. I want Bernie to do it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> what a crazy summer for um, touring musicians. There have been in some what, just think pieces. In what sense? Well, the, the, the COVID threat still exists oh. very much, but mostly... Everyone's kind of back out there again, but gas is so bananas. Oh yeah, that um, it's hard to make a buck out there. I know. It's uh, well because uh, well you d- and then the other thing is like one guy will get COVID, so they have to like be gone until they have no symptoms and test negative again. So that's another thing that's been happening. Like guys filling in a lot for other guys. Oh wow. Like jump in and play bass with us for three shows until Marcus yeah. is on the mend. Yeah. yeah, or do like the you know like Ed from B and L had to do when it was just him and Tyler was the only ones there that were negative, and then the band got bigger and bigger as the rest of the guys came back. Crazy, but it's uh yeah 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 it's got to be uh, difficult because you're well at least they're there you can play that's the one thing that's good yeah. Did you go to the the rally? No, I didn't, but I heard it was fantastic. I'm sure. I was, uh, I think I was up, I was in Muskoka maybe at that. Up north? It was still, yeah. But You've seen some live music though, haven't you? Yeah. Like since what? Train, what, I saw you, you posted something the other day. What was that? Oh no, I went to, I went to Tim Heidecker at the Danforth Music Hall. Thanks for reminding me. That was, uh. Yeah, the no bullshit tour. <laughs> How was it? <laughs> He's like, I just, either you love Tim and Eric or you hate Tim and Eric, right? I happen to really like it. And I just think it's uh, really funny when when it's like, Are, is this a joke or is this not a joke? Like that stuff really cracks me up. <laughs> like the <laughs> like commandment. Last, like, f- everyone's wearing masks in the audience. Like it's like, you've got to wear a mask. 
And he's like going on this rant about I hate masks and how they're bullshit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just this whole shtick is really funny. He's doing it as a bit. (laughs) Well, yeah, like you know, yeah, he's it was kind of going off on uh, just the idea of like the right, like I don't know, the right wing conservative that complains about everything or whatever. So he's like. He'd be like complaining like or uh, about anything, and then something ridiculous that's that that's just happens, and just all of a sudden sounding like one of those guys. But then he the second half of the set he played with his band, so it was like music, and like that, like that's pretty. It's it's pretty good the music, but it's also still like what the fuck is going on in here. <laughs> So, you know, like it's good and you can tell he's into it, but there's also like an element of like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> you know, I kind of love that. Is it real or is it fake? Yeah, for sure. So he for really sure. walks that line. <laughs> he's, yeah. And yeah, it's, uh, and my friend JP Hassan was, uh, I guess, production manager. He's always working with those guys. So uh, it was good to see him even for two seconds. But uh, man, yeah, good, solid. If you get a chance to see any of those guys, like <laughs> the Tim and Eric guys, are funny. What happened? You went to see Eric, right? Tim, uh, Tim Heidecker. No, but haven't you seen Eric before? I saw Tim and Eric before, and that was with uh, John C. Riley was there too. Were they throwing sandwiches at the audience, or they whipped their birds yeah. out, or something? <laughs> no, that. Yeah, they were. I think we're throwing sandwiches. <laughs> I think so, like it's pretty, pretty funny. But I'm Eric Andre. I went to that too, and I was actually a guest on. Right. That. Yeah, that and that was like, what is happening right now? In a fun way. Like that was in a well, in a ridiculous way. Like you don't go on there and have a good interview. Like it's just he's he's. Uh, belligerent like conversation right or like he just he'll just come at you with all this like hate and what crazy questions that have no answers you're just a prop <laughs> yeah and then i did another thing where they put one of those dog uh zappers on me in like a true or false questions so and then it's like they were questions that I had, you know, 50-50 or just, like, makes no sense to answer at all. And every time I'd get, like, a dog zapper. That's kind of funny. Wrist. So, yeah, that was pretty ridiculous. But at, by the end of his Eric Andre show, the whole stage is full of, like, ranch dressing and food and garbage Barf. stuff that he's been throwing around the seven or eight sets that he destroys. Like, the show starts with him running and destroying all the stage equipment, like, all the, the, the desk and all the chairs. So they have to set up new ones. I wonder if some nights the crew guys are like, no, nah, man, yeah, it was funny. But they're low-key kind of put out because they have to well, clean no, up ranch the, after he leaves. Well, it's, it's a, I got to admit, it's probably one of the hottest opening moves of any live performances i've ever seen i've seen a lot of crazy bands that were intense like the first 30 seconds when they're trying to make an impact but that eric andres the first 30 seconds was insanity like what is happening literally 
dives across the stage and smashes the desk and the de- and goes into the audience for a crowd surf, just like <laughs> throwing stuff with this insane music happening, right? And then all of a sudden, it's so, like. Ah, he dusts himself off. And are people going crazy for it? People are going absolutely insane. Like, yeah, absolutely crazy. So, yeah, it's it's without the crowd doing it, it, if the crowd wasn't doing it, it would be like, what's happening? But the crowd's going nuts. I'm sure if the crowd wasn't doing it, it would still be intense if you'd never seen it before. You'd have to have never seen it for it to be like, whoa, man, this is insane. If you've seen it ten times, yeah. But JP is the one like setting up, getting the fresh desk. <laughs> I I would feel like as a performer, some nights I'd be like, oh man, I'm just not up for it. But I guess the second you hear the crowd, that's when you're like, all right, let's give the people sure. what they paid for. Well, it's funny because it's, it's a group of comedy that's like either you love it or hate it. You know, J- JP himself has JP Incorporated, which is a really funny uh a body of work that that has a lot of great stuff like uh you know characters like a guy named randy normal jeans who's always got the most normal jeans <laughs> on he's handing everybody jeans <laughs> and, or like uh no problemo and it's like a, the no problemo limo guy and he's always showing up oh my like, gosh <laughs> like just with like really funny music behind it, right? Like he's like uh, from Seattle and uh, you know very musically inclined, so it's kind of like Frank Zappa styles a bit, like really out there, like MIDI styles. So yeah, it's good stuff. No problemo. <laughs> hey, let's take a break, and uh, when we yeah. come back, let's talk about um, Prince William. Okay. Have you been following this? <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I don't like a little bit, but not really. I've seen his picture a lot, so I haven't read the headlines. It's a little out there. Okay. BRB. <laughs> What's going on with he, this Prince William? Here's what we do. You're the queen. I'm the queen? Yep, and I'm her aide who's coming in to explain that this story has broken. <laughs> and you just ask me natural questions that you would about it. Okay, all right. Okay. Hello, Aid. Hello. Hello. Your Majesty. Um, yes. With your permission, I would like to broach a subject that's a little bit tricky. Out with it. Uh, Fleet Street has um, run a story that I don't imagine Your Majesty will be pleased about. Mm. It involves uh, William. Oh, what about my William? It would seem as though uh, William has uh, had some indiscretions outside his marriage. Oh, bother. Um, Oh, no, I'm afraid it gets much worse. What kind of indiscretions, Botham? Uh, Well, um, so it would seem, Your Majesty, with Your Majesty's permission... I will share some details that they are uh, saying in the press, just so Her Majesty has all the information to make the best decision possible. Goodness, okay. Uh, It would seem as though Prince William has had indiscretions outside his marriage in which he is the recipient of the affection from 
the person he's um, spending time with outside his marriage. What? Well, then what does that mean? What are you Am saying? Am I being uh, clear enough for Her Majesty? No! Okay. Um, it would seem as though, uh, in um, cricket terms, uh, he is the receiver as opposed to the pitcher. Oh, goodness. What's the way to do? Uh, pegging is what it's referred oh, to. Oh, my crikey. <laughs> Blimey. Pegging. Pegging. But, Your Majesty, I'm afraid it gets worse. Um, What's the pegging? Is it bat? And You it, actually said cricket. Is it cricket? It's a cricket. With a bat? The, the other participant uh, affixes a cricket bat to themselves and then makes it disappear. Uh, it would seem as though uh, William has been housing the cricket bat uh, internally. Are you kidding me? Is this happening in a, the castle on Trout and the deformed Houghton? Um, it, I'm afraid it gets worse again. No! So Fleet Street is reporting, Catherine is well aware of the indiscretions, and in fact has encouraged them because she's not one to play cricket. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? What the hell's going on? That's the what story. Is, what is happening? This is what they're saying. Prince is William. Like, is this perhaps like fox hunting is out? The pegging is in? Is that what's going on? Well, the, the hashtag like Prince William pegging is what's trending. The... Let me preface this by saying, to each their own, and the uh, noses of the public do not belong in the bedrooms of the nation, or however that goes. What people want to do is completely cool. Here's the reason why this is a bit trippy. By all accounts, Prince William knew the story of him cheating was going to come out, and he sold Megan down the river so that the press's attention would switch to her instead of blow him up. Try the old smoke and mirrors attempt. Yeah. So if you're Harry, William's brother, you'd be like, bro, you did my wife dirty to save yourself? Like, how greasy is that? Well, I mean, greasy comes pretty easy. To the royal family. So now it's come out anyway with the added layer of they did Megan dirty to kind of delay it from coming out. Um, but how, like, God save the queen. What a few years she's had, man. Just trying to keep it going with this family of people who keep making these crazy choices that she has to somehow fix. Yeah. Yeah. No more glory days now. It's just hard, hard nuts. And like, imagine trying to explain to the queen <laughs> Prince pegging or Pegasus or whatever the hashtag is. Like, what does that mean? Okay. Um, okay. I'm just going to tell you. Peg salad sandwiches for tea. <laughs> I wonder if that'll be the end of them. 
like uh, so to speak. <laughs> There's no end. It's, it doesn't matter. It's just a new beginning. <laughs> do you think Charles, as a royal watcher, Jeremy? Do you think Charles will become king, or do you think he'll pass it on to William? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. I was like, I was hoping maybe they'll disassemble it by then. Maybe, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> like, kick everybody out and give back all of the shit that they stole from all the countries around the world. Well, the crazy thing is, the Queen can't afford to fix Buckingham Palace. It's falling apart. And she, like, there's buckets to catch drips of water and stuff. And it's, whatever, millions and millions and millions of dollars to fix. And she was like, okay, well, let's let people come in Buckingham Palace then. And they pay to get in, and we use that money to fix it, because she didn't want to use tax money to fix it. That's when the let them eat cake comes back at you. Yeah. Why don't you have some fancy desserts and think about it? Just Boy, seems nuts. It is nuts. But again, look at the time we're in and like, you know, there ain't no more time for fairy tale lifestyles. That's not around anymore. Forget about it. No, it's true. Bullshit. So like, it's kind of a baller move of Harry to just be like, you know what? I'm out. Yeah, well, maybe he saw the, like, the legitimate, like, what might happen in the next 10 to 15 years. It's like, well, maybe I'll, if I go first, at least it makes it look like I'm not, like... One of them. In part of it, yeah. I don't know. It's gross. Never was a fan. Never was a fan. Um, okay, you have some uh, 99 jams. Let's hear them. I do, actually, yeah. We got, uh, and... and uh, well, do you want to do you want to do it with a game, like uh, bring perhaps bring back the classic spot on a spot? Love spot, it. Spot on the spot. Love it. So I'll take a ninety-nine jam, and you have to. Uh, well, we can go back and forth, but uh, you start, and you have to sell something based on this jam. Well, you know, it starts like a, a commercial, and then it comes down for the pitch, right? Okay. And hopefully these don't have, like, the big, long intros, right? Like all these other ones have had. <laughs> Where it's like, what is this for five minutes? And like, oh, that's Kiss from a Rose. But no, here we go. Okay, I'm in. Okay, here we go. First one. Oh. Was this 1999? Yeah. Okay, now you gotta sell to something. The hot, hot sun is pounding down on your shoulders this summer. Not to worry. Hawaiian Tropic Jojoba Oil now comes in men's. Have the most bronze shoulders of anyone at your rowing club with Hawaiian Tropic Jojoba for men. Nice. That song's so great. I have a physical reaction to that song. I can't stand <laughs> Santana. Is it the Santana or the Rob Thomas? I, it's the Santana. Out? I've heard. It's the guitar part that starts to bug you. Oh, like la, little bourgeois. Yeah. I feel like he's <laughs> like, so overrated. Why does he need a solo every other bar? Yeah. I've heard Rob Thomas is an awesome guy. I've heard he's a trailer park fan. 
Um, I think he's had a hard go of it. I'm just fine with the Rob Thomas of it all. It's the Santana of it that bugs me. <laughs> That's just, you can't handle it. Like, you can't, it, like, his old stuff really gets you going, too? Like, no way? Yeah, like forget it. Black Magic no, Woman came No, uh-uh, no. <laughs> I'm just a nope on Santana. And I've also decided, I can't remember if I was telling you, I have... I have devoted all the time I can in this lifetime to the Black Eyed Peas. So when they come on in the car on the one station everyone at work can agree on, it's an instant switch for me. Yeah, you can't do it at no matter no. what. What if they have the, like, even if it's like, oh, I didn't know this was them? No. Doesn't you can matter. tell it's them. Yeah. With their my is. humps and their... Uh, they're back and forth, call and answer garbage. No, I'm done. I am you can't done. Deal with it. So, like, if you're at a party and it's on, you just you, you have to just turn it I'm gonna, off. Well, it, I guess if a pre- if I'm at a party, it's already uh, very unique and strange circumstances. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah. Wow. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm getting less social. Like, my work is very social. I, d- I don't feel the need to be social in my life. Like, this, like, eight couples are going to Cancun. I, I don't want to do that. No way. Okay, I'll, I'll do this one here. You okay. Ready? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Having rough nights without sleep and waking up every morning with a crank in your neck. What's the matter with the pillows that you have? Well, come on down to sleep it up for the best pillows and mattresses that you can get all throughout the town. We have fluffy, firm, and super firm. Come on down to the fluffy warehouse of best mattresses in the land. I'm Tom, and I'll give you the plush deal of the week. I love sleep it up. Sleep it up. Sleep it up. It's a great name for a business. Good morning, sleep it up. This is Jonathan. How may I direct your call? I feel bad for the masks who have to incorporate the business slogan into answering the phone. Oh, oh yeah, no, that's rough. Good morning, that's sleep it up, where it. we promise the best sleep you've ever had in your life. This is oh, Megan. Yeah. How may I direct your call? That's that's a tough boss right there. That's a tough boss. Okay, okay hit me. Yes. For, okay, okay, here we go. Hey, it's 1999, right? And a new millennium's on the way. You can't stop that. But do you believe in software technology? Because Millennium Bug, Y2K Toucan, is an easy piece of software you can use to make sure that January 1st, you can still get money out of your bank machine. It's the Y2K Millennium Bug, the Toucan. 
only at share and share alike computer store. Do you believe in life after New Year's Eve? We do. Come on down and get the Millennium Bog, the Y2K Toucan at Share and Share Alike Depot. Wow, that was a rough slog. No, no, that was tough. I was in the weeds there for a bit, but I think I found my way no, out. No, you definitely did. Do you believe in life after Y2K? Wow. That was a real, that, that was, was a, a real, real problem. Yeah, man. I remember, I remember I wrote about this in our book. I was in Charlottetown as the CBC correspondent. And one of the reasons that was such a pivotal position is because that would have been one of the first places in Canada where suddenly bank machines didn't work. Yeah. Like that was a real, that was a real concern. We, we had a show booked in Ottawa for like, I don't know, like 600 grand or something insane. And no one bought tickets because they're all scared they were gonna die. No, so they canceled the show. <laughs> Did you get paid anyway? We got paid half. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you got paid half and stayed home. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> oh man. Well, we half the guarantee. Remember that was my. Uh, I was working Act on of Y2K. <laughs> I was working on John Vision. I wanted to be uh, taken seriously as a grown-up broadcaster, and I practiced this. Um, uh, Peter, the eyes of the nation turned to its birthplace. Now, Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, the little island with the big heart, cradled in the waves of the Atlantic Ocean, where tonight some twenty thousand revelers are expected to descend on uh, the province's capital, and. I practiced it and I was dialed. And then uh, when Peter threw to me for the first time, he said, Jonathan Torrance is in Charlottetown. Jonathan, what can you tell us? And I said, Peter, on PEI, uh, called him Peter instead of Peter. Peter. Choked. That's... Didn't even have, uh, wasn't even out of the gate. Did you not? Did you laugh it off or did you just? Well, he laughed and then I just bailed yeah. on my plan and uh, uh, went from there. Oh, yeah, just really, it was like tripping out of the batter's box yeah. and then going just so first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, failure to launch. Oh, I, I hate those moments, but they're out there. It happens. What is the biggest, That's, I don't know if I've ever asked you this, what is the biggest embarrassing moment you've ever had playing a show? Like, have you ever hit hit a huge clam that made people laugh or come in in the wrong place or forgot the beat of a certain song oh yeah well i made mistakes here and there but one time i tried to i tried to play a song that i'd never tried and i was like i don't know like the feel was off and i couldn't play the feel that happened to me one time whose so song i actually had to stop i can't remember what the song was i think it was like but i know it was like a a fast six eight like a which was like at the time because i've just been playing all these other patterns for some reason it felt foreign you know like i couldn't make it groove <laughs> and uh well what were yeah, you guys doing a cover or something or you're sitting in with another yeah, band it was a cover it was a cover of like i think it was a blind melon but anyway the it was a cover and I couldn't play it. Like I played two other covers before, and it was fine. And then that one, I was like, I can't, I can't fucking play this this feel for some reason. 
And uh, the guy from the uh, the singer of Sponge, Vinny from Sponge, just took over. <laughs> he's a, he was a good well he's a good drummer, but yeah. So what he jumped in? So what's happened? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he jumped in. He's like, I got it. I'm like, man. So yeah, believe me, that's no fun when you're like all of a sudden can't play a song. <laughs> so is is Rain looking over his shoulder at you? No, he wasn't there. This was like sitting in with like we were on tour with oh, other bands and we were just kind of having fun it. playing a bunch of cover songs. It wasn't like a, it wasn't serious. I get it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like we were trying to do it for weeks. It was literally like off the cuff. Is it um is it easy to tell when there's a drum clam? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Big time. If there's drum clams, the band stinks. And I think that one moment, like, because I remember I, it scared me from trying shit, anything else that I wasn't sure that I knew before huh. live ever again, including when we were playing with Van Halen, Alex Van Halen, like, uh, Eddie was playing the Eruption, the solo and Eruption, the guitar solo. And he lo- literally looked over to me because I had been hanging out with him every night, just sitting, watching him, eating fruit and chilling out. He hands me the sticks to play you really got me and that the next song and i'm like no thinking, i'm like i'm like do I, I know the song i know i've heard it a million times i know the feel i can play this but i'm like because that happened like a couple i don't know a month or something prior i was like i said no i was like fuck but kicking myself to this day to, to how awesome it would have been to start the drum beat the back 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 and back and then then having eddie fucking looking over was he the kind of guy who would intense. be mad? No, he would have been like, "God damn right!" He thought it would would have been hilarious. Yeah, so yeah, I, I I got like deer in the headlights, and it and it was I regret that, but it was because of that other time when not far before that I clammed it up. I was like, I don't want to fucking do that, start this and have something happen. And then all of a sudden, Alex has to fix it, get, get on the drum. Like, no, and that was my fear. And I'm like, that would not have happened at all. But it's the way it is when you scare yourself. Um, yeah, would have been good times. Shook's been working on uh, You Shook Me All Night Long. No way, really? Yeah, yeah. Like and just the guitar? Yeah. Yeah. And so I've been um playing drums and it's it's uh it's interesting she knows all the chords now. And a song like that is super simple chord-wise, but it's all about the stops, right? Oh yeah. Um it's rhythmically it's very you got to be rock solid, that's the thing cuz that's it. The whole song is the the groove, right? Yeah. Cuz there's those gaps. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah, yeah, it's the the slap stops. (laughs) Like those are those are you have to be locked, and there's like a lot of uh, rhythm in that. And it's just over and over again, right? Yeah, Um, that's that's every ACDC song ever is Malcolm Young's riff. And (laughs) the interesting thing, as we've dissected it, is. It's the stops, but as long as you nail the stops and the gaps, you can kind of riff in and out of the waves with the like dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. That can actually come in a smidge early. 
Yeah. As long as your stops are in the right place, right? For sure. Well, if you're feeling comfortable and you can make it keep on grooving, yeah, for sure. Well, because we've, we've kind of discovered that if if everything is right on time, it sounds a bit robotic. So that's where the feel stuff comes in. It's been really interesting watching her kind of navigate the technique and then trying to put some stank on it too. Yeah. Nice stuff. I love it. I love hey, it too. Let me get back to this next jam here. Okay, it's your turn. My turn. Okay. Hope you're having a sweet morning. Is there anything better than breakfast? <laughs> I don't think so. What's the best part of breakfast? Toast, of course. What do you put on toast? Where do you go? Well, Tom's Jellies and Jams on 5th Street is the place to come. We got the best jellies, jams, marmalades from all around the world. The best brands, E.D. Smith, all your favorites. Come on down to the pectin, get some pectin in your rectum. <laughs> Have a great day, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's, Tom's jellies and jams. Pectin in your rectum. <laughs> what is pectin? It's it's the little stuff in the. Is that the uh, the little sesame seed looking maps? Is it, is it that or is it the is it the uh, is it the uh, Skin of the fruit? I don't know. Let's look. Let's check. <laughs> Quick look. Going to the Google here on pectin. Are you? I got it here. I think I spelt it right. Oh, I did. Pectin is a fiber found in fruits. There you go. It is often used as a thickener in cooking and baking. It is also times sometimes used to make medicine. There you so go. It's just pectin. a fiber that's just in there. Yeah. Oh, it's in the, uh, it's in the, uh, middle lamella and cell walls of terrestrial plants. Yeah, of course it is. You didn't know that? You, that? you didn't even know that? Well, yeah, I did not know that, but now we do. Okay, hit me. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm skipping the when intro. They stop. Okay. I believe that oh. has brought us here. And we should be together, babe. You know what's brought us here? Is a 1999 Toyota Camry CE. With an MSRP of only $21,760. Let's Camry like it's 1999. How about fuel consumption? 10.5 miles in the city. 7.2 miles to the gallon on the highway. Packed with a 2.2 liter, 16 volt, four cylinder engine. 
and 135 horsepower. It's a four-speed automatic sedan that will get you from A to B most of the time. Let's Camry like it's 1999. Nice. That was, that was a bit of a tough jam because I came in on the verse on you, but it's all screwed up intro. We've been watching uh, Queer I'm sure Eye. You would have, I'm sure you would have tied in the, the choke part with like no emissions cars. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've been watching Queer Eye and one of the uh, subjects was Macy Gray's brother. Oh, really? Yeah, and he had a singing career but kind of lost his mojo and lost his way. And they went into his place. It's such a great show. It always ends up making you uh, feel good about humanity. And uh, he had Macy Gray's picture on his wall. And they were like, are you a Macy Gray fan? And he's like, uh, uh, yeah, she's my sister. Didn't see that coming. Right. I think she's had a rough road, hasn't she? Macy Gray? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think she's had some she? challenges over the years. Yeah. Oh. I'm not sure. I, th I kind of feel like I screwed you on that one. I want to give you another song so you can have a better a better one. You ready? I don't think you screwed me on that. I know, but this one, I want this one something more obvious. Okay. Okay, here we go. What is the song? I thought, I, thought, I thought you were doing the guy at the, like a place like, yeah, woo! Like, I thought it was higher by Creed. So oh. I, thought just, I thought you were like going hot on it. Like, I got you. I'm taking this one deep. Oh, that would have been good. I, I thought it was just like, yeah, all right. But you're sneezing. But I was actually sneezing. So that's like, can we take you higher? Yeah, yeah. You want, you want, you want to go from there. Jeremy, in the circle of honesty, is that a good song? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's you know, it, that was massive. It was massive. It was the soundtrack to Tiger Woods' 2000 season. No. What well, was the soundtrack to everything that happened in sports? <laughs> and then they had that famous, like, uh, halftime performance at the Super Bowl. Remember with the guy flying in the air? Those guys with the big drapes flying no. around? <laughs> You'll see that shit. That's <laughs> classic. Um, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys jersey. Can you take me? And this guy's flying. Imagine if that was the song yeah, playing when your nephew was swinging off the long rope. <laughs> For sure. Definitely. Um, is the verse in that song like da 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 I don't want to leave the 
It's uh, it's uh, what's the song he's ripping off? <laughs> uh, Can you take feel, me feel, higher? Feel like making love. It's exactly the same. Wow. <laughs> and speaking of halftime performance, it's, it's halftime, right? <laughs> I'm like, what is he ripping on? Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Real like so, okay, making listen, love. Listen here to this melody. Now here we go. Wait a sec. <laughs> Does it feel like making love? Yeah. <laughs> It's the exact same. <laughs> yeah. How were they not sued? It's the exact same. <laughs> it's the same. On the way. <laughs> Jared, that's two ninety nine in the books, but. That's two ninety nine in the books. Just having some good times with the ninety nine yeah. jams. And if uh, any of those bad company lawyers want to get some money, get to work. Maybe we should take some requests for the three hundred. Oh yeah, episode three hundred coming up. If any buds want to hit Let's us on uh, the Twitter machine or on the gram with some, you yeah. know, what I'd like to see buds. How about uh, do this one again for your three hundred? That'd be fun, like an all request yeah. hour. Would be fantastic. Let's do it, bud. Good job, bud. Hit it up.